Making movies is really tough To get it all done you gotta know your stuff First you write a script then you raise some cash Shoot the film then you're done in a flash So here's some things that you need to know It's my first feature Hello and welcome to My First Feature. I'm your host, Ethan Cushing. I'm a director and producer working in Los Angeles, and this is the podcast where each week I interview a new filmmaker about the experience of directing their first feature film. With me today is writer-director Bobby Miller, whose short film Tub world premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2010. It went on to play Cannes, South by Southwest, and other film festivals around the world. Bobby has worked for The Onion, Soul Pancake, and most recently BuzzFeed as a video producer, but left to write and direct his first feature film, The Cleanse, which had its world premiere at South by Southwest in 2016. Hi, Bobby. Hi. I kind of took your uh, Wikipedia and made it my own and, you know. Yeah, I like what you did with the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we met because I went on my favorite uh, movie website slash film and saw the trailer for your film, The Cleanse, and I thought it was awesome. And then I noted in, I think, the, the writer wrote that it was your first feature. So obviously I, I stalked you online and found we had a lot of, uh, three of my past guests are friends with you. Uh, Liz Manichel, Dwayne Anderson, and Michael Mon- uh, Mike Monahan. Mike and Mike Mohan. Um, and so it yeah. was really easy to stalk me though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you like reached out to someone else in their in, in, email intro. And, and then on Twitter, it was like, Oh, Hey, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I was very tenacious. Where and you, you were very willing. <laughs> so thank you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but what we do kind of at the, at the outset is if you could just give me like the elevator pitch of the cleanse so people know what they're getting into, um, if they haven't seen the film already. Sure. Um, so it's about a group of people who are all either sad or, or, or want to restart their, their lives. They have baggage and they go on this retreat to kind of cleanse themselves, get rid of all the negative toxins in their mm-hmm. life. And, um, they start drinking this cleanse. Uh, like the master cleanse right. or, or some kind of fad diet like that. Lemon um, juice and cayenne and all that. Right. And um, eventually they expel this cleanse, they either vomit or other. And then those things turn into creatures that kind of represent all the negative aspects of themselves. And then things ensue. And then things ensue. So <laughs> it turns into a creature feature. Right. Awesome. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to be sensitive to what you want to reveal or not reveal. Cause it goes in some cool places and, and it's really yeah. fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It has like a really like, I don't know if you get this before. Like it has like an eighties sort of like Spielbergy or, um, uh, I don't know, kind of eighties creature featurey fun, kind of fun vibe to it. I yeah. Don't know if yeah. you've gotten that before or not, but it has like a gremlinsy kind of vibe to it, to a degree. It's like, like there's some fun, um, moments. I like someone that. told me it's, uh, it's gremlins for people with emotional problems. <laughs> I was like, yeah, That's I'll great. take that. That's great. Um, so, uh, so that's the film and we'll talk about it, but, um, how did you get here? How, how did you catch the bug or, or how did you come to f- fall in love with filmmaking? Um, I mean, probably like everyone, like when I was a kid, you know, middle school, I got a camera and I was making shorts with my sister. Um, so it started very early. Where are you from? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, cool. Um, and was also into comic books and drawing and all that stuff. And, uh, just kind of by accident got into filmmaking seriously. Like I took a class and I went to Drexel in Philadelphia and I, um, minored in film there, but it was like clear that I should be majoring. But the whole time I was like, it's a backup plan. It's not Mm. what I really, did you have a sense of like, well, filmmaking is like a, a fight of fancy that I shouldn't do. I should have a proper like 
corporate jobby kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my major at, at Drexel was digital media, which sounds funny now because every <laughs> all media is digital. But so I like website design, graphic design, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, um, and then it was clear I was serious about film, and I applied to film school in New York, and. I didn't really think I would get in because I came straight from undergrad to grad. Oh, me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were told probably like, don't do that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Take a year to figure yourself yeah. things out. Yeah. Why don't you get grow a as a person yeah, yeah, first? Yeah. I was the youngest kid in mine. So like, there's like 40 somethings. I'm like, yeah. I want to make movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I got in and it was kind of like immediately I was like, well, I, we can't, this is not something that's affordable. And my mom was just like, no, you have to, this is your thing. You should, mm. she was very supportive. Like Great. I was like, do the student loans, just do it. And, um, and, you, and when will those be paid off? Uh, <laughs> boy, that's a whole, is there <laughs> another podcast yeah, right. for that? The finance of film, film school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so out of, uh, film school, my last project there was tub, which mm. was the short film. So that was kind of your thesis as it were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what was it? You say NYU or Columbia or Columbia? Columbia. Okay. Yeah. What was the uh, process of like, or politics of like making your final film there? Like, was it, does every kid get to make a, a film or were they kind of select the, well, you know, I didn't need to make one. I, okay. <laughs> I chose, there's like different concentrates. So I, I chose screenwriting. So really I just need to graduate with, you know, like with the screenplay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it felt silly to leave film school without a short, um, it's not called script school. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, I want to come out of here with three feature scripts and a short, you know, that was like the goal. Good, good strategy. Yeah. Um, and I was terrified of writing features before I went to film school and I was just like, you gotta mm. get over this dude. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so you did write the three, did you accomplish I your goal? Did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one's pretty terrible. Of course, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was For like, sure. I need to get this cranked out. Yep. Yeah. Just get it out of your system. Um, so you made tub, uh, for those interested tub, uh, is again, another award-winning film, short film that, uh, about liquid going into a pipe and a creature coming out of a pipe. <laughs> is that Can safe you, to say? I think you could just say what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you say it. Um, it's about a guy who um, jerks off in the shower and accidentally impregnates his bathtub. Right. Great. Yeah. Um, which was the precursor to uh, the cleanse, which is the kind of guy vomiting into his sink and, and these inner demons coming out. Um, I'm sure you've had to talk about this before, but like there is a, a motif to your oeuvre. Uh, and I'm curious, like, is there something deeper there or like, was it you just it's just fun to make creature things in interesting ways? Um, I mean, I think for me, I, I'm always, at least for tub and the cleanse, uh, it definitely starts with something, uh, real and something grounded. Um, and you know, for the cleanse, like I literally was reading people going on like the master cleanse and they were treating it as mm-hmm. this like spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. And like, if I can just get through these 10 days, I can like turn my life around mm. And that was really moving to me. So I, I at least try to start with something that, that moves me or that I feel like an emotional connection to. And then the absurdity just kind of like for tub, it was like, I think in New York, in New York city, like 
it was like me and my friends and we're in our twenties and we're idiots and, sure. and dating and being very selfish. And for us, it was about like making a thing about like male selfishness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it was coming from something real. Right. And I should yeah. say, I, I mean, they are, that's what I like about them is that, that, that there's these deep, dark, topics and issues and emotions, but kind of with the veneer of something maybe absurd and kind of interesting to kind of treat it. It's not like a, you know, there's plenty of films that are deep and dark and emotional, but there's kind of boring dramas, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think these kind of have a fun way of getting into them, you know, yeah. your film. So, well, oh, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say it's funny. Cause you know, when the cleanse was doing the festival rounds, I was like, this really is just like any other relationship. Indie right. movie. It just has creatures, right, right, <laughs> you know, right. like, um, there is like a central thing that I think ties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you went to film school, you made your, you got your scripts, you got your film. Uh, it did quite well. You, you know, you're on the festival circuit. I'm sure as a, as a film student, like to get into South by and Sundance is like mind blowing and, and you've made it as it were, uh, for a 20 something or it, were you, you're probably in your late twenties at that point. Yeah. 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 Um, what was that like uh, in terms of your overall like filmmaking journey? Like, did, did you feel like, great, well, like I got the keys to the kingdom. I'm in Sundance. Like, where's yeah. my first, you know, gig or, or whatever? Yeah. Well, I was in New York and I, and I moved to Los Angeles and I was like, all right, Hollywood, right. Here's, here. where's my three picture deal. <laughs> right, right, right. And then the reality was I went on a lot of general meetings where it was like, this is weird. And this other thing that you wrote, you know, the, the, it was called the master cleanse back then, but they're like, oh, so you had, oh, you had the script for this in film school. Uh, no, well, I had the idea for it in okay. a film school. I think one of my critical errors was that I didn't have a script of the cleanse until after tub had done the festival circuit. I wish I had that draft done by, you know, in January with Sundance because right. the first thing people ask you is like, what else, what, you what, what else you have? And yep. I'm like, well, I had this thing yep. and they're like, and then three months later, they're like, who are you? You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah, really yeah. have to jump in there. I had the same thing. I had, I had a thesis film, you know, my, my last grad film that did pretty well on festivals. And then, you know, I had a meeting and he's like, I love your short. Like, do you, where's the feature script? And I was like, I'll get right on that. And then like, you know, he forgot about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that is a great piece of advice of like, use the short as a calling card to be for the larger thing that you're going to instantly go into production or at least go into development on or whatever. Yeah. I mean, my, my advice to people is like, when they ask me like, should I do this short or whatever? I'm like, do you have a feature already written? Mm -hmm. Because you know, what are we, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't, other than like Don Hertzfeld, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know who else can sustain themselves on shorts. Right. Unless that's just like a, part of you and like you have a, n- a normal job you like to make short films yeah. on the side or whatever there's no shame Nothing in wrong that, with that it's a great medium but like if you're using if you're trying to be a feature filmmaker shorts have to be a very strategic part of your plan as yeah. a, i guess um so 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 you had all these meetings which is a feat in itself again um a lot of film students come out and are like well better be an accountant or whatever yeah um and and you kind of got that out of your system of like having the, like going through the general process of like yeah you know, talking and, and pitching yourself. Um, so what, what came next after that? Um, so I, th- during this whole time, I, I always kid that I have led a double life. I was also like an internet personality. Like oh, cool. I was getting paid to make shows for this channel, uh, indie mogul, which mm-hmm. is like, uh, yeah. are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Like independent film? Yeah. yeah. Uh, network like YouTube channel. And so, 
when the gates of Hollywood wasn't opening, I mm-hmm. just fell back on, uh, you know, making digital stuff. Mm. And so that's what I was doing to keep the lights on. And then, you know, a year of general meetings with the cleanse and people saying, this is too weird. Mm. You know, my manager at the time was like, you need to write something else. So I went and wrote something that again was just terrible, you know, because I was like heartbroken mm. that I couldn't just, cause yeah, I think there's a, a myth that like Sundance and you know, easy, Done. you're on easy mm-hmm. street. Right. And maybe that's true for a particular, maybe, maybe not if you made it's a cliche <laughs> for a re- It's a cliche for a reason. Like yeah. some people do have that, you yeah. know, it's, it's the big show, but yeah. So I had written this thing and I had sent it off and then I randomly was on a general meeting with Jordan Horowitz mm-hmm. and he read the script and his company read the script and they flipped out for it. And mm. it was right, literally a week after my manager said it was dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. So I had gone through the whole like mourning process. The five and, stages of grief. On, yeah. On, on cleanse. Yeah. And then that's when things kind of got rolling on the feature, but uh, it still was a long journey even from that point. And for fans of this show, um, uh, Jordan Horowitz also produced Mike Mohan's first feature film, Save the Day, which I worked on. So, so I oh. tangentially know Jordan a little, I don't know if you remember me, but like a little bit, I mean, you know, we worked on a film together. Um, so there's that connection as well. But um, I want to back up really briefly because uh, one, what, what, what was the point at which you started to actually write the cleanse? Like, where were you in your trajectory there? I was, uh, I think I finished probably two months after moving to LA okay. unemployed so I had plenty of time sure. to finish yeah, it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. So you wrote it kind of a, upon graduating and moving to LA, you banged out the first draft of, yeah. of the script and, and where, where did the seed of the idea come from? I mean, what, what prompted you to write it? I, I don't really know. Really? I mean, I think for me, it has to come from, you know, someone who has looked for, you know, I've meditated and, mm-hmm. and I've tried to like find ways to come naturally. Like I feel like an anxious person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm always looking for ways to like, quote unquote, like cleanse like myself. Bullet. Yeah, reset. Yeah. yeah. What's the magic mm-hmm. bullet? There is none spoiler mm-hmm. alert, <laughs> but, um, and so I think like, that's where I got into this. And I think because it was the era of tub, I was already thinking about weird creatures. Mm. So, um, yeah. And I did the, you know, that was the other thing is like when I wrote it the first time I was like, Oh, I'm going to write, I'm going to write while doing the master cleanse. And it was a terrible idea. And I didn't, (laughs) I didn't write anything. Really? Uh, cause it was so irritable. Uh, just for those listening, I mean, if I'm not wrong, Master Cleanse is like, is that, that's like lemon juice, cayenne pepper, yep, maple syrup, mm-hmm. nothing else. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. For 10 days, minimum. Yeah. You, Some um, people do like 30 days. What's that? I think people do like more than that too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's the other fascinating part of it is I was going on YouTube and people have journals day one, right. day two, Master right. Cleanse, and then you'd see it day 65 Master Cleanse and they were looked a little weird behind yeah, the eyes yeah, and i was yeah, like yeah. what is going yeah, on yeah, here yeah. uh right so it's it's and, and that's all you drink and and it's supposed to, i mean i'm not a doctor uh it's supposed to clean you out and you know get rid of the toxins or whatever um it's not for me to say whether the cleanse is good or not uh <laughs> but uh you did it yeah you got through the 10 days 
Uh, I did six and a half, and I was like, I get it. Great. <laughs> I was like, I have for the, enough. For the process of writing the script, I <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, that, yeah, that makes total sense. And then my other question was, at what point in being in LA or, or being in New York did you, you said kind of getting a manager, which is a great feat as well. And I think people who want a manager would be interested in knowing how you kind of came upon that. Was, was it kind of based off it, tub? It was off tub and it came from an assistant to a manager at the hmm. time. So she wasn't a manager. And then once she reached out to me, I, I mean, there probably was like six months of communication hmm. back and forth before like it became official. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you met Jordan and Jordan and his company, like the script um, was, what was the step in terms of, um, I think you're in a unique position because a lot of people are like, have a script and, and they are like it with their bootstraps, like asking mom and dad for $5,000 to shoot on the weekends. And I imagine that, that your process was slightly different given the production value and then people attached. So, um, what was the next point in the process when you kind of got partnered with, with Jordan's company? Yeah. I mean, that was also the problem is like, is because there's creatures, there's a level of practical effects in the mm -hmm. movie that you couldn't, I mean, I couldn't see a way of doing it with like, let's just do it with some friends right. and do a Kickstarter. Right. So um, once Jordan became involved, then we started going to actors. Um, and, and, and really it's like once the barrier of agents, like once it got to actors, they were like, what the hell is this? You mm -hmm. know, like, they're used to getting sent a romantic comedy or something right. and they're getting sent this. So right. like the reaction to the script was really strong and we got a lot of meetings out of it. And that hmm. was like probably the most exciting time. I'm sure. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you have people in mind or in your wildest dreams or, or, or were you, uh, what was that like? Um, I had general ideas. I mean, honestly, I wasn't writing toward anyone because it, it's like in a way, you're writing something, especially it, there's something pure about writing the first script that right. gets made because you're not really thinking about all the gross parts of mm -hmm. making a movie or mm -hmm. like who needs to be in this for like right. foreign sales for the value. Chinese market. <laughs> right. All right. that sort of stuff. So it was kind of pure mm. in a way. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Did you find, or did, did in retrospect, did you find like were the agents, you know, uh, blocking getting, getting, or I don't know if you can know this, but like, I imagine that, like you said, like some actors would be really drawn to this and be able to play something really interesting and, 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 and weird, but an agent's gonna be like, don't do this. Like, this is, this is gross and weird. You know, like, yeah. did, did you have a, did you know if you had to throw that needle at all or, you know, so I have this strange theory and I don't know if this is correct. Cool. So the first couple actors, I was at WME at the time and the first couple actors we went to actually weren't at WME. Oh. It was through, you know, people that Jordan knew agency, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I did a dumb kicks. Speaking of Kickstarter, I did what I thought would be a rejected Kickstarter video about, you know, Vine, the Vine app. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like the Vine app. And I did a joke Kickstarter that was like, make, I need to raise $76 to get like an iPhone lens attachment <laughs> to make Vine films that are six seconds long. Right. And they went and approved it. And, I raised a thousand dollars, which I felt really bad about because <laughs> all my friends were like jokingly throwing in money. And mm -hmm. then IndieWire wrote this article about it. Mm. And I swear to you that the week after that IndieWire article came out, all of a sudden 
my agency was like, what's the script? <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like talked about at that meet, like the company meeting. And mm. then it got out to actors mm. at my agency. Mm. And I swear it's a dumb Kickstarter, you know, that's crazy. And I told the IndieWire writer, I was like, please, can you just mention this feature I've been trying to get made? Smart, you know, man. And you just that's put it at the very smart. end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, one yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. That's so smart. Um, wow. So um, you have a fantastic cast. You have Johnny Galecki, you have Anna Friel, you have Angelica Houston, you have Oliver Platt. Um, and um, what was it like when those people signed on the dotted line for you? Like, were, were you kind of pinching yourself or I mean yeah I mean they and they all come in at different sure. stages in the process I think when Johnny came on is he was the first person attached and that's when things really got real mm. um and yeah I mean I think really it was the most exciting part yeah you yeah, know? yeah sure like yeah. um the world's your oyster and, and people yeah, want to be a part like, of it well, i get to meet with all these actors i sure. feel cool <laughs> you know like <laughs> totally that's always been like i don't know <laughs> i'm curious your perspective um i have this weird like um self thing where like um like celebrities are celebrities and, and they are talented actors and da 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 and and um but I'm always like off put by how like me, a regular person would like relate to a celebrity like that or like in a meeting or whatever. And you're yeah. talking to this person, of course they're just people as well. And, and they have, you know, whatever, but um, like not a person that I'm like actually like, you know, like um, enraptured by or like, you know, of, but just like a normal actor who's like a celebrity and da da da. da. Like, like <laughs> I'm just always curious, like how one relates to someone like that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and like, you know, you're like, you know, a lot of things about them kind of yeah. their work and, and their lives or whatever. But like, how do you be like, Hey, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a guy. And like, I'm meeting you and you're a yeah. person too. You know what I mean? Like we're two people. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? It does. But I, I mean, I, I think well, the, um, the kind of equalizer is they're meeting with you cause they like the script. Sure. So all of a sudden you're both on the same level of just two people who want to make something sure. interesting. Yeah. And I think that's, if it were any other circumstance, like, at their premiere of something and I try to talk to them, mm -hmm. it's like, who are you doing? Are you an intern here? Like, what are you, right. you work in the red carpet, you know, what's the <laughs> right. deal? Right. That's you know, so I think that, and, and I find everyone was super approachable. I think the most surreal meeting and, and Johnny was there for, for Angelica. Mm. Cause it was like, you know, this is like in my mind, you know, Hollywood royalty, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, and she like popped champagne at the end of the meeting. I was wow. like, Oh my God, That's this, is like, a yeah, this yeah. is like a movie version of this for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um, do, um, so you have this amazing cast, um, presumably, uh, you don't have to worry about money and fundraising and budgets and whatnot at this point, like that, that's kind of being handled by producers and production companies. Um, so, uh, from that point, like uh, how did, how did you get into production? I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good question. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for asking. <laughs> You're it. welcome. Um, this company, Braun Studios, mm -hmm. um, they put most of the money okay. in okay. and um, there's also other players involved, um, but they were the company that made it real mm. and they're based in, uh, in Vancouver. Okay. So we went up 
and shot in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you have enough money? Did we have a, no, no one ever has <laughs> enough money. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you always want more money and more time. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what was, um, I guess as you, as you went from pre-production to, or in, into production, I mean, what was your mindset like, or what was your psyche like? And do, did you feel confident? Like, were you like, or, or did you fake a sense of confidence? Yeah. Um, again, you, you, you were making great shorts. You, you had, a, you working with any mogul, like you had these scripts and you have every reason to feel confident to jump into this thing and begin it. But yeah. like, I'm curious, again, you have these great actors, you have, uh, what I imagine is a decent budget. Um, yeah. What, what was that like? I, I always, th- like, I don't know. I always see, or, or my own experiences directing, like to a certain degree, you're faking it. You're, you're, you have to, you have to fake it, yeah. you know, um, unless you're Michael Bay. Uh, so, so I'm curious, like what, what was it like for Bobby behind the scenes, like driving to and from the offices or to set or whatnot? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think the best thing I read was like Steven Spielberg says he's, he's still faking it. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, absolutely. There was, I think, two things going on. One was, I by that point, I had seen every friend of mine make a feature. Oh, I was wow. like the last person in the boat. Interesting. And I was so ready and so zen. I was gluten-free for some reason. Great. I, I don't know. Um, I was meditating every day. Wow. So I was like in the zone in a maybe unhealthy <laughs> way <laughs> where I'm like turning down. They're like, oh, let's go out for drinks. I'm like, nope. Mm. this is my only shot you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. put a lot of pressure on myself and then like on set there would be scenes there's one scene in particular scene 89 um that i remember going toward and like putting on music or something to like pump myself up because i was like this is gonna be tough Mm. you know and Mm. uh and just being scared and you have to you have to put on a Hey, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Mr. Fun. I right. got all the answers, right. you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so that's a, a kind of like a macro view of it, but what's, what's the micro view of it? So, so you, you have your cast, you have your budget, you have your location. Where, where did you guys shoot this? We shot, shot in Vancouver, but like we shot it like a Vancouver adjacent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh great. We're shooting in Vancouver. Great. Actually that's, but it was it like a it was it like a retreat resort? Yeah, it kind of was place? A, like a campground, Got like it. a abandoned Got campground. It. And was that an intentional decision to write to one location largely uh, when you were writing, uh, but budget wise or scope wise, or did it just kind of fall out? It was. Uh, I just I like the idea of people kind of trapped in their demons in the middle of yeah. the woods. That mm-hmm. was like powerful to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so how did you prepare for this? I think logistically, like, like you have your DP, you have your crew. Um, uh, are you a storyboard guy? Are you a shotless guy? Like, uh, are you a wing it guy? Like, um, yeah. How, how did you kind of prepare day, day to day? The, I mean, the schedule was so tight to pull this off that I, I absolutely like storyboarded and mm. shotless. I mean, a, a lot of the time, of course you throw out all that stuff, mm-hmm. but for me, I, I wanted to just be super prepared. Yeah. Um, because I, I would joke like, we don't, we don't have time for deleted scenes. You know, that <laughs> script, you know, started with a much, I think originally like 
if you're talking about like 2011 version of the script, I was like, I want to do Magnolia, but a creature <laughs> feature. Sure. And then it comes down more to like Punch Drunk Love, you know, <laughs> in, in length. Good. Yeah. Oh, I love all of his of stuff. Course. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you, I, I planned the, the hell out of it, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, what was your relationship with your DP? Like, did you know this person beforehand or? No, I mean, that was the other thing is I had not, I had not worked with the uh, production designer or the DP. It was mm. kind of a new crew. Um, but he had done a lot of genre movies. And uh, for me, he was kind of like the, I looked to him as like the sage, you know, mm. he, he, he would come up to me and be like, listen, they're going to cut your days. This is going to, this is a thing that's going to happen, mm. you know, you know, plan for it. You know, he, he would kind of see what was up around the corner before mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And so he was really my rock for mm. sure. Um, Michael Fimignari. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. So he was kind of the Morpheus to your Neo to a degree. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and was it, I've only, I've personally only worked with DPs that like I, that's not entirely true, but for the most part, I've worked with DPs that I've worked with before, you know, and then yeah. you build a relationship with and that you've had shorthand with. And so what was it like working with someone kind of brand new, I, I guess for you and, and related uh, to I that? think like in the me, I was very thorough in the meetings and mm-hmm. Michael was someone who literally came, he was like, here's how I do it. And he showed me like his shot list. Hmm. He he's, when you work with Michael, you're also secretly working with an AD, mm-hmm. you know, he's very, very specific. And, um, and for me being a first timer, I wanted someone who had a few under their belt sure. and who, um, but also wasn't like set in their ways or anything like right. that. It was, right. it was like a really good collaboration. Um, yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I think I always look, I would love for that person, you know, like the person that completes me. Like I would love to find the person who right. I make movie, yeah, 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 that I would make movies with forever. Um, you know, but it's, um, everything's different and people's, and Michael's probably one of the busiest TPs I know right now. So it, it's not a practical thing sometimes. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so you're, you're on set and you have these great actors and, and you're um, working with, with Michael and I, I want to talk about the creatures and, and because I think what's so cool about this movie is um, these inner demons that are expelled by virtue of this cleanse are actual practical, cute, little disgusting <laughs> things that, that are real and you could touch them. And um, I'm curious I'd love to just know all about that process and, and how yeah. did that come? And, and, and was that, uh, I'm sure there must've been some VFX that supplemented it, but, mm-hmm. but it's, but largely they're real things. And, and, um, how, how did that all happen? So I had, um, the first thing I wanted to do, and this started way early, this was pitching the movie lookbook mm. stage was I wanted to find an artist that I really liked, reach out to them and pay them money to make paintings of the creatures. Cool. So I worked with them, um, to get that stuff. So that was like before we even got a green light to do anything. So we had like all the creatures kind of designed already. Um, and then, yeah, it it was all practical. There's animatronic creatures, there's hand puppet creatures. Um, 
And there is a, what I like to call tasteful CGI, mm. you know, for some of the nuances in the face. Like eyes? Yeah, sometimes yeah. eyes. Um, but there's one creature in particular that there's not a lick of CGI on and I think is maybe the most impressive cool. of them all. And, okay. Um, and so I'm really proud of, cause I, I mean, I grew up on, uh, clearly grew up on gremlins mm-hmm. and practical effects and, um, and it was really important that this be something that the, the actors could interact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was there, did you have a jaws moment with them at all? Like, was there, uh, things where they were breaking uh, down? Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. I mean, there's one scene where liquid is trying to go into the mouth of one of them and then it just like the server in the mouth just conked out and we couldn't get, you know, we had to like shoot around it and stuff like that. Um, but, um, for the, you know, puppets take longer than humans. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um, so, but then outside of the puppets, you're working with these great actors and I'm curious what was your process? Presumably these are the biggest actors you've worked with yeah. in your career at that moment. Yeah. And, and what was it like directing them? What was it like working with them? Like, did you have to kind of devise different methodologies person to person? Um, or did you just, or were you just like, you're great. You do you like, yeah. I'm going to say action and cut, you know, like, what was that like? Uh, I think it was just a kind of a feeling out process. I mean, the other thing they don't tell you in film school is like, you don't have, you know, rehearsal who gets right. rehearsal. Right. Um, so, you know, people like Angelica and Oliver Platt, they're flying in doing their things and flying out. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like Johnny and Anna, you know, we had a little more time to kind of talk things through and then you just kind of, I don't know, you just kind of pick up on what people need. Like for example, Anna, uh, she, she'll do this thing at the end of takes where she'll just give you a bunch of different reactions because she knows in the cut, you know, she's just giving me extra stuff, you know? Um, and it, it's really just kind of vibing out the situation, mm. you know, mm-hmm. I constantly crack jokes. So I feel like people are, uh, are comfortable with me. I feel like we're very similar. Yeah. <laughs> we're both kind of like nerdy white guys with Warby Parker glasses. Yeah. Uh, and I just talking to you, I feel like we have the same vibe as filmmakers, but go on. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I, for me, it's like, if I'm going to ask you to be vulnerable on screen, um, either I, I hope I can kind of make you laugh and make you comfortable or just be vulnerable myself mm. or anything like that to get mm-hmm. people comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of actors, let's, uh, and creatures, let's pause for a second and, um, listen to a scene from the film, um, to get a sense of what it's like. And now your cleansing kit. Each kit contains four drinks that you must consume by the end of the day. The next stage will be the elimination process. When you say elimination process, you you mean like, right? Yes, Harry. The cleanse you drank has expelled all the negativity from your life. Stop! And put it into what you see before you. Something came out of me. That's perfectly normal. Yeah, so that gives you a taste of of, of what we're dealing with here in cleanse, which is. Uh, Great. I please watch this film, everyone. 
please, 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 please watch it. Please, please just please watch it. Please. Why not? Um, yeah. So, um, how many days did you shoot for? Uh, 19 and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and largely all at the campground, there's some scenes uh, at the outset mm-hmm. in, the, in the kind of city setting. Yeah. Um, were, were there, were there any other kind of like fires to put out or like, was it, was it a largely smooth uh, experience I mean, for you or so, uh, like every day is like a fire, you know, <laughs> like where every day you're presented with things you can't shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was like the biggest thing, the biggest learning curve on a feature is mm-hmm. like really that skill of thinking on your feet and getting what you need and, and, and figuring out, you know, what's, what's the best solution given these new, <laughs> these new problems or, mm. or whatever. Um, whereas like on a short, it's like, I financed it myself. I can get it, wait till we get it exactly right. So that's the thing. Uh, that's the major skill. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So you wrap, um, you get everything in, in the can per se. Um, and then what was post like for you? Um, uh, it was long. Yeah. <laughs> It was long. Was your um, editor a friend or was editor another person um, that hired on? Editor was initially a friend of Jordan, the okay. producer, and he had cut the, we did a teaser. We shot a teaser that kind of raised money for the film. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with the editor on that teaser and I was like, I, I get along with him. Let's oh, do cool. the feature. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, we worked on it long and there was also the vis- visual effects, you know, mm. the, the, the computer stuff on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it wasn't short. I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what kind of director are you in post? I mean, were you like, Hey, like call me when it's done. Or were you like over the shoulder every day, like looking um, for takes or, or angles? So Josh, the editor, he did his editor's cut and then I came in and we worked pretty intensely together. Mm. Um, I would say having gone through that, there were times where Josh's first choice, we would finally come around to him and be like, oh, you're <laughs> sure. right. You know, because you're so close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that always happens. Yeah. Where you're like, let's try to. Uh, uh. Oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah. You know? you, yeah, you were right. Mm-hmm. You're, about, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure he loves that. I'm sure he loved those moments. Of course. Uh, what is your, what is your relationship to editing? Like I, um, I love working with actors. I love being, you know, cause like they say, like I've said this before, like you, you make your movie three times, you make your movie during the script phase, during the shoot phase, during the post phase. Um, I don't love the post phase kind of, um, I, I like to let, I don't know. I, I like to be more hands off cause I just don't like it. Um, yeah. but, uh, what is your relationship to post-production and to editing? Uh, so I have the opposite thing where everything I've done, I'm also editing. Mm. So the, the, the cleanse was really the first time tub. We, we were kind of me and the DP were sharing editing. Mm. Um, but tub was the first time where it was like another person has the editing. The cleanse credit. was the first time. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did I just say? Did I tub? say tub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was the first time. And I think, what now did you glean be, from it? Like, what was your, like now that you had that experience, like what have you learned or, or what, what have I learned? What have I learned? <laughs> um, I have learned, I think to walk away from the, 
film as long as you can i mean i know a lot of times when you make a feature there's like deadlines and stuff like that but it's like if you can afford to get away from the film Mm. for a good chunk of time and i think that would be my biggest takeaway so you're still too close to it or like i think so yeah i think so and and um and we you know and josh is a saint because we 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 screened it to we were constantly tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, screening it to friends and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I think my note for that would be to like maybe space out those screenings. Oh. You know, we would be like, what do you think of that? You okay, know, cool. Like, I'll go change it. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you eventually locked it and it's colored and it's scored and the visual effects are in. Um, where is the cleanse now? Um, the trailer, as you <laughs> saw, just came out. It'll be uh, limited theatrical and VOD digital on May 4th. Okay. And um, Sony Pictures bought it, and uh, this company, Vertical Entertainment, is handling like the theatrical side of it. Okay. And and had you, had you achieved this sort of zen at that point where you're like, oh, that's cool, great. Uh, nothing matters or were, or were you like very were you back like oh thank god i'm so excited for this to come out you know? yeah no i'm excited no i'm definitely not at the point where nothing matters you know <laughs> like it was um i remember being on the phone with the financiers and i was like does this mean like just tell me is this real and can i like right. go get a drink and celebrate right. with my right. wife you know right. what i mean and so and when the trailer came out i was like giddy and mm-hmm. you know so yeah, trailer coming out uh, does help. That means erase, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my friend who is a trailer editor was like, "This is the best trailer of a film of the films that you've done for your podcast that I've ever seen." Um, it's so really that, good, you know, and, 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 I, and I have to, I've been emailing uh, the people at Vertical Entertainment who who put together that trailer, and I just keep saying thank you mm-hmm. because it's it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's. That's amazing. So, so your film is finally coming out. People can see it. Um, and you've gotten to the end of this tunnel or the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I'm curious what you would say to a Bobby of 2014, uh, or, or whenever you began the journey, um, what would you tell him or any filmmaker trying to make their first film at the outset of it? Um, what are kind of those nuggets of wisdom you could share? Hmm. You're looking very concerned. No, I'm trying. I want to like say something good because, uh, you know, when I was making like before I went out to make it, I was listening to all these like first time filmmaker commentary tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I was seeking out this information. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. There's a podcast that you can listen to now right. called My First Feature. Right. Well, this didn't exist back <laughs> then. So um, I would say trust and it's so cliche, but like trust your gut and stand up when something doesn't feel right. Cause I think mm. for me, like, uh, mm. I'm an easygoing guy, you know, like we're so we're similar, man. Fun, it's crazy. You know, yeah, da, 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 da. Like, um, but there is time. That takes fine. We're, we got it. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not that, but oh, okay. I mean like all right, all right. for, um, you, f- sometimes you'll feel like, okay, this is the set of circumstances and I just have to work within that Mm. box that's been given me. And sometimes you should just say, this box is bullshit. Give me another box. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that's, can I say, can I curse on this? Absolutely. (laughs) I didn't know this is a family show. 
it took me that long to test <laughs> I it. Um, that, I think that's my, but see, I don't want to say that because if someone's already a jerk, let's just empower them to be no, jerkier. But if you're a nice guy who <laughs> but if follows you're a nice the rules, person. yes. Um, is the, I know exactly what you're saying. And is is there an instance that you can remember where you were given the box that was incorrect and you had to smash it? Um, I would say locations. Okay, was the thing where like just the lead characters where he lives, you know, mm-hmm. what we were getting from Prior location. to going to the cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wanted it to be this down and out. Like I was picturing the apartments that I lived in, in New York mm-hmm. that have a certain grime and a certain, and we weren't getting that. And that was like, we had to just like get real with some people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's good. That's necessary. And you could do that without being a jerk. But I think like knowing when to, when to say when is that a yeah. phrase? And so, but did you acquiesce to the situation, or in that instance, did you in fact beg? No, man, I know exactly what this apartment needs to be, and we need to keep looking. Yeah, you did we do did. That. We did do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there are certain circumstances, and you don't, and then you feel it in the when you're editing, and you're mm-hmm. like, damn it. <sighs> I know I was like being good boy on this day to make my day, but really I should have, you know, stayed to get that or, you know, um, luckily we were, we were able to get like a pickup day or two to get those things. But, um, yeah, don't always be a good boy is what I'm saying. Is it hard? I I, I feel (laughs) like we're so similar, man. Like, is it, was it, it feels like it's like an antithetical to your nature or like, was it, did you have to do work to be like, no, we have to keep, do, you know, pushing or, or whatever. Like some people that comes easy, but like, yeah, was it, was it an effort for you to like, um, stand your ground and, and it stick was, to your vision? It wasn't an effort for certain things, things that were presented to me as, for example, your shooting schedule is now this, it's mm-hmm. this many less days that to me, I took as gospel. And sure. so I was like, you can't fight city hall on this one. Fair. And I need to be a really good filmmaker and make it work. Okay. And so things like that, whereas, you know, like the location thing, it's like, guys, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, we just can't, we got to sure. change course here. And do you feel like you navigated knowing when to pick your battles? Well, I think so. I mean, ask the producers, <laughs> you should get the producers. on. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think I, I picked my battles. Well, I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. Um, so, um, do you feel like, is that the, the breadth of the experience for you? I mean, did I miss anything or, or is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, what, what, is, what else is there? Um, I mean, I should say, you know, we're talking about all the hardships, but let's yes. also talk about like the joy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, uh, I, I've spent my entire existence for the most part aiming to make a feature film. And when you are on set, it is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even all the hardships, like that's what brings me back because it's, like I want to do it again. Um, despite that, despite all of that, you know, and, um, it's, it's a really special thing that I definitely, um, enjoyed and, um, was like thankful for, you know, 
That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I know that, I know that feeling too. We're like, I hadn't directed something, anything for months and months and months. And then I had the opportunity to do some, uh, this kind of spot and, you know, doing the first take or, or getting the right first camera move. And I was like, giddy and laughing and giggling. Yeah. And my producer was like, had never seen me like that before. Um, and they were like, what is going on with you? And I was like, this is it. Like, this is, you know, it's so fun. You yeah. Know? Um, no, so- I, I wish I, <laughs> I actually, I don't wish I saw a video of this, but there was like one point where we're shooting a film where, where I got so giddy that I was just like, guys, I think this is going to be a good scene. <laughs> and I was just, you know, excited about it. Cause yeah. you know, you're especially with this, you know, it was years of visualizing it in your head yeah. and then you finally get to do it and you're just giddy about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Um, all right, well, let's let's uh, let's do the fun stuff here. Yes, great. So we are first going to play the game I have dubbed "Lost in Translation," okay. which is a game where I give you a synopsis of a film, and you have to tell me what that film is. The catch being that I have run the IMDb logline through Google Translate from English to Spanish to Indonesian to Icelandic to Hindi back to English, so it's a little okay. garbled. Uh, the the clue you're the hint and the clue for you is that since your film involves these adorably gross creatures, uh, these three films also involve uh, cute monsters. Okay, that's what I'm calling them. Uh, I think you'll be okay. Uh, we we go from easiest to hardest, maybe. Uh, so the first uh, translated logline is three professors parapsychology store is looking for a unique service that is unique. Three professors, three professors parapsychology store is looking for a unique service that is unique. <laughs> Sorry. Should we also note that I've had, I've been drinking a little bit. This yes, is a little, a, a finger of whiskey. A as finger of whiskey. <laughs> Um, the clue is three professors, three professors. I mean, are we talking about Ghostbusters? We here? absolutely okay. are. And the cute monster of the, of the state of marshmallow man. Okay. Very good. Okay. Number two, an arbitrary boy with three major laws in mind for his new pets reveals the height of dangerous monsters in a small town. I just want to point out how arbitrary boy is a wonderful phrase. Uh, I think that should be the name of a novel. Uh, that seems like gremlins. You're to absolutely me. correct. Uh, and lastly, in order to strengthen the cities, the animals call out loud and shout. But after children's children, the toxic poison of monsters, they think that the two monsters do not think they are. <laughs> Oh, wow. I want to read that again for yeah, my, own, my own personal let me, edification. Let me roll that through. Uh, <laughs> in order to strengthen the cities, the animals call out loud and shout. But after children's children, the toxic poison of monsters, they think that the two monsters do not think they are. Jeez. <laughs> and it's and it's something with an adorable creature in Correct. it? Correct. Oh, boy. I mean, when I think of big monsters, I think of something like Pacific Rim or something, but I don't nope. remember an um, adorable monster. In to there. strengthen the cities and two monsters is the clue. To strengthen the cities. Which is like, imagine what it was before it got run through the machine. Sure. Or you can pass and I can tell you. Um. Yeah, I think I might have to pass. Monsters Inc. Oh, okay. To like to power the city. Remember the gotcha. power was the kids' screams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that was good. Uh, okay. So now we're going to do the speed round, which is, uh, I ask you some questions and you just tell me the first answer that pops in your head, trying to think what's your favorite movie quote of all time. Maybe using conversation. People don't know whether you're actually quoting a movie. Uh, we're all in this together, kid from Brazil. Very good. I think, or also oh. real quick, uh. this really looks like Hawaii from punch trunk love. A second punch shrink <laughs> reference. Uh, what's your desert island movie? You get one to watch for the rest of your life. Oh Mine boy. is Back to the Future. What's the real one? It's probably um, I watch Sweet Smell of Success a lot for some reason. I know that sounds strange. Who's the, I, I've never heard of that film. Um, it's um, it's. <laughs> It's so good. The dialogue is so good. Okay. Uh, Alex, is it Alexander McKendrick? Sure. Um, and uh, Burt Lancaster's in it and uh, Tony Curtis. Okay. And it's people being assholes to each other. And the dialogue is just like mm. super snappy. And I will just put it on and fall asleep to it. Oh, is that good. weird? No, 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 no. You are perfectly normal. Okay. Which director would you body swap with? And inherit his or filmography going forward. So no one would know that Bobby's inside this skin suit. I mean, suit. it'd be Paul Thomas PTA. Anderson. Yeah. You're, not, you're not the first person to say that. Um, do you have any pre-shoot rituals? You talked about meditation, like the day before, you know, day one. Are you listening to a playlist? Are you burning incense? Um, I don't know if I have any rituals, honestly. Can I mean, sleep and get up early and go? Yeah, I'm big on being an old man and being to sleep early and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, actually, speaking of Paul Thomas Anderson, like Phantom Thread with like the I can't be disturbed, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. whatever the line is at mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that. Like That's I, you. Need, I need my quiet time. Okay, great. Uh, what's your favorite item at craft service? Um, some kind of nuts. Nuts. Yeah, I'm all about that protein. Protein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, dream actor to work with. Um, I would like to work with, um, J- uh, John, John C. Riley. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Universe. Make it happen. John C. Riley. Um, and then lastly, an underrated film. Everyone should check out. Ooh. Uh, okay. Here's one. Here's a Burt Lang. I don't know why I'm pulling this one out. The the swimmer. Have swimmer. you seen that, I have one? Not seen that one? It's Burt Lancaster, and he just decides to swim in a bunch of people's swimming pools in the backyard. That's the plot of the movie. <laughs> Check it out. Great. There yeah. we go. The swimmer. Uh, Bobby, you've made it to the end of my uh, gauntlet. I, I'm proud of you. Thank um, you. Thanks for talking to me today. Uh, if people want to see the cleanse, how can they do so? Um, it uh, May fourth. Wherever you get your digital wares mm-hmm. online. We're talking and iTunes. Then, we're talking Amazon Prime. Yeah, we're talking all, all the, those good things. All the normal places and um, and theaters. I mean, listen, if you can see it in a theater, it's really a good time with That's a crowd. That's the perfect way to see it. Because people, people kind of freak out a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So if you're in a major metropolitan area, yes. I assume. Yeah. Try to, to see to it theater. in a theater. Great. And uh, if people want to find you online, should they wish to do so? How can they do that? You could go to thebobbymiller.com. Thebobbymiller.com. Yeah. Are you on Twitter? 
I'm on all the things. Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller. I got in early on Twitter. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Miller is, I'm sure people are scrambling for that now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Great. And um, well, then I am at Ethan Cushing on Twitter. The podcast is at First Feature Pod. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at myfirstfeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Please like and rate and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a little five-star review. It'll help us in, this, in their standings. I know Bobby's going to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.